Queens of the court. Yeah. Queen. She's a bee. Get up to that. I know. She looks at you like she wants to eat you for lunch. I have no idea. This is your idea. Step off that bitch. Get it, girl. Delicious. Late night. Get wasted. Yo, I love me some good things. Creepy. You think. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to do though. Uncut Queens of the Court. Queens of the Court podcast. Yeah. Yes. It's the Queens of the Court podcast. We're back. We're back. Why were we off? <laughs> because <laughs> we moved. Anyway, whatever. We're back. <laughs> I'm Paul Jafrida. I'm John Hanson. We're the king size queens. Woo! We've been on a mini hiatus while we've watched the uh, WNBA finals, which were. Um, Super exciting. Awesome series. Yeah, it's great stuff. Great five game series. We have we have so much to talk to you about so tonight. It's gonna be a long um, show. It's gonna be a long show because we haven't been with you for a little bit and we miss you. Yeah, we got we and, got stuff uh, to talk about. Yeah. We wanna tell you things. We wanna talk to you about some women's <laughs> basketball stuff because there's been a lot of fun stuff going on. We're gonna do a lot of shout outs today. A lot of like, you know, bits of tid. Yes. Yes. Bits of um so anyway let's jump right in jump in wnba finals connecticut sun washington mystics epic five game series way to entertain us because that was awesome oh my god it was so good it was so good that final that last game the game five was awesome game five was crazy to like the very end like three minutes left i know it was so good back and forth the entire time mystics won game one connecticut sun won game two mystics three sun four it was just an epic match both teams just laid it all out there some incredible play incredibly physical play some like lights out shooting some crazy offensive rebounding from John Claude Jones. Just what a crazy series. Yeah, it was really entertaining. Super fun to watch. Um I mean let's let's talk about the MVP. Congratulations to Congra- congrats to the, the the Mystic. Yeah. What MVP are you talking about? But Elena Deladon? No, no, no. You're talking about the finals, uh, finals MVP. MVP. Emma Miesemann. Dun dun dun. Wow. What a what if like what a series, and especially coming off the bench and doing what she does. Playoff Emma. Wow. Playoff Emma. They man. all said, the, the coach was saying nonstop, she's the difference maker in the sense of we got here without her last year. Yep. We need her to win it. Yeah, and we were talking about that early in the season, too. We were talking about how Emma Miesemann, that they're missing piece and how she can elevate them over that next level, and she did. She did. And, I mean, she was knocking down shots with incredible efficiency. She was, you know unstoppable in one-on-one situations especially late in game five unstoppable and when she got hot you just they just kept feeding her they knew like yeah oh oh, she's on fire right now let's get it to her like you know nba jam style play through you know what i mean like they saw her hit like oh oh, this is good she's she's got she's catching fire let's get her the ball yeah and and you know you also have to give credit to just elena deladon for being on the floor because that makes it so much more difficult to put your best defender on Emma Miesemann because you've got to have it on Elena Deladon. Yeah. And I, even with three herniated discs in her back. Yeah, and, you know, people might have, like, questioned, like, you know, Deladon, uh, her injury right away just because they were like, oh, you know, like, you need to be out there kind of things. And she 
didn't play the most minutes in the first game back, and she didn't look and as she effective. She was out there. But, like... And they won that game. They won that game, and, like, to be honest, like, just her being on the floor is, is what that team needs just to, for spacing, for threat. Like, she, she's still a knockdown shooter. She's still all those amazing things, and she's, like, super smart on defense. And, yeah, and you heard them all talking about how, you know, especially Elena was talking about how she's kind of learned how important it is for her to just be there, be on the floor, even yeah. if she's not, you know, making all the plays because it, it just changes the dynamic. It, it yeah. changes the confidence level of the team. And um, and I, I hats off to her, you know, for powering through that injury and just kind of being there for the team and totally and making it happen. Yeah. You know? It was real, real inspiring basketball by her. Yeah. You know, it's one of those things that your team gets up for because it's like, look what we're fighting through. Like the rest of your team is going to give it even go even harder. Especially yeah. when you're, when the league MVP is like out there with like herniated discs exactly. and like just battling through this because it's like championship or nothing. Like yep. we got to go for it. And shout out to all the players that were dealing with injuries. Christy Tolliver was still dealing with yeah. like a, a knee issue, and um, Ariel Atkins was having back problems. Alyssa Thomas with the torn, double torn labrums. Yeah, she was shooting. She was knocking down every free throw. It's in game it, four it's and amazing. Five. She shot like what was it like fifty something percent during, during the, the year, yeah, during the regular season, and like eighty six or something. Yeah, playoffs. <laughs> I mean, shout out to her just for being like what she led that team. She was amazing for that team. Yeah, yeah. They um, kept on talking about her as the best, you know, distributing forward in the league. I mean, she just she was amazing on defense. She offense. she played great the entire series. Um, you know, if, if they win that series, she's the MVP for them. You know. Yeah, I think so. But That's, like, you know. I don't know. So so one thing that came up for me during this series was kind of like an emergence of like a big three on Connecticut. Like totally. Not, not to like totally. hate oh, on like yeah. the other starters, no. but like John Quill Jones, Alyssa Thomas, and Courtney Williams yeah. looked like this, you know, three headed beast at times. Totally. And and Jasmine Thomas and Shakina Strickland did great and did their thing, but but you could tell that when it was time to get a bucket, it was going to like John Quell down low or Courtney Williams up top. You know, or if Alyssa Thomas just to I distribute. To I totally agree. And, and, like, it's it's awesome because you see a team that, like, you know, back back in the day, you know, and you, you see, like, their, like, mentality go, like, they're calling out everybody for calling them role players. Yeah. And they're like, we're not role players. Like, we're stars. Yeah. Like, and we have stars on this team. Yeah. And, and they do. Like, yeah. they've, they showed it. Uh, they're they all work so well as a unit that starting unit plays great together yep and it, it seems like you know kurt miller knows how to talk to that team and knows how to get them to respond <laughs> and, and like yeah he does it, it's like <laughs> extra kurt yeah extra kurt <clears throat> you extra but like it's great because like it, it, it's just awesome to have this other team that's going to be there you know they're going to be there next year. We have yeah. so many people coming back from injuries that the league, the league's dynamic is going to be awesome. Yeah, and the Sun are a young team. Let's remember. Y yeah, you know, young. You know the, they had one player turn thirty this year. Everyone yeah. else is in their twenties. Yep. Prime, especially like Courtney Williams and John Quill Jones, they are just coming into their prime. Yep. Um. So yeah, I agree. And with like you said, everyone coming back next year, it's. 
It's going to be unbelievably competitive. I, I think right now you you got to look at the league as like this is as healthy as it's been talent wise, and like not like you know physically wise, yeah, but yeah. like the amount of talent they have and how good it is. Like next year, you you're going to have five six teams that they all could be the number one team. Yeah, it's going to be great. You know, if everybody comes back and stays healthy, like I just saw the other day, like Stewie ripping buckets and like playing, like, you know, getting ready for next year and like her rehab, she looks great. I mean, they're going to be, you know, the defending champions when she comes back, more or less. You know, not this year because they didn't win this year, but they won last year with everyone on the court. Yeah. You got to look at them as like, you know, are they the team to beat? I know. Or, and like, you know, the like, Mystics with Misaman or. But like, like you said right there, like. You have Jordan Canada that like got better because of what what was this year, and so did uh, Natasha Howard. And you, you have yep. um, I'm forgetting their center's name right now. Um, Mercedes Russell. Yeah, all like just stepped up their games because they had to. Yeah. And what that's going to add to like that team, like there's so many teams out there that it's just going to be so fun to watch. Yeah, and then there are some teams with question marks as well. Totally. So you know the Sparks, uh, after kind of a, a not so great showing in the semifinals. Um, the controversial call by Derek Fisher to keep Candace Parker on the bench for most of that last game um, didn't go over real well. No. Um, no. A lot of fans were upset about it. Candace was upset about it, understandably so. I mean, that's their... People thought Derek Fisher might get fired, yeah, but yeah. it was GM Penny Toller that got the boot. And uh, yeah, She had a huge locker room tirade, though. So, But it's going to be really interesting. What do you mean? Tell me about such tirade. Ooh, she dropped some, she dropped some stuff, stuff I don't, I can't say. <laughs> some words that I can't say that she directed at all the players, and they were like, "Whoa, that sounds intense." Yeah, was that at halftime? Uh, no, it was right after the right after the loss, the second game. Huh. Yeah, she, I didn't even hear about she that. Dropped like an N word and things like that. Wow. At all of her team, like calling them all out and stuff. So like that. she's out. So she's bye, bye, Penny. <laughs> uh, you, you're very instrumental to the league. You were great. Like, thank you for being around forever. But like, so woke. Don't be woke. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> so what happens to that to that team right now? You know, you've got Ooh. you still have some you know important pieces: Chelsea Gray, Neko Gumake, Candace they, Parker. They have a great team. So How, what can Candace Parker come back and be next year? I mean. If I'm Candace, I'm trying to get a trade. That, That's okay. me. But what can she be next I year? I think she could still be her. Can she get back to like her peak form? Or, or are we? At I, a I'm not expecting. I'm not expecting peak, right? You know that you're talking about. She had like the best few years stretches of like any basketball player like ever. <laughs> like she was so good at her peak and her prime that like, regardless, I think a. You know, lesser form of Candace Parker is still better than a lot. Yeah, but wh- but how lesser are we talking about? That's the question. Are yeah, we talking I mean, she about? She looks like she lost a step. Are we talking about someone who you know is a to defensive me. liability? I don't think so. So you think she she thinks she gets something back here because there yeah, were some I, questions I, there in that in that series whether she. I think was, she was playing kind of hurt. Right, I think so too. So but like the question is, how much better can she get? I I think she's better than what she showed in that series for sure. And, and that's, like, for me, without a doubt. But I just, I think with what happened, I wouldn't want to be there knowing that my coach didn't believe in me. 
Yeah, I don't. Or, or I don't didn't even have the. It didn't even talk to me correctly about it. Yeah. There's just so many issues that I have with like how it was handled. That like, you got to tell her straight up right then and there. You don't just kind of like let her wonder what's going on, and especially when you have a fan base that is so loyal to her. Totally. Like it's. Don't you kind of think that they like, are that team is what it is because of her? <laughs> I completely agree with you, and 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 I'm a hundred percent with you on that. But don't you think that part of the consideration for Candace will be, you know, kind of her off season job, which is she has a lot of analysis and insight for the. Well, NBA. she got she got a huge sign, and, and she my guess is a huge that contract that's with the TNT. in LA. Yeah, she signed a huge contract with TNT. So my point is that if that is in LA, like that part of her her life and her career. I don't Does know she if she'll really want to look for a trade. I don't know if she'll move, right? Like she'll still keep her house there, but like she'll move to play. I feel like if she got if she goes to the right situation, like she brings a team to another level, I feel. And, you know, she could stay there and maybe they bring somebody in to help her out and, and to take the pressure off of her, like maybe a trade. They got a lot of assets. Who's the fit? Where 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 would you most like to see Candace Parker end up next year if she gets traded? Honestly, no. Chicago. Chicago. Yeah. Okay. I think that team, if you mix the veterans with the the youngins there, it's like I think it would be such an interesting team. Yeah. I don't know if I agree that she would mesh in well with that group. I I, I would say like. Dallas. Her and I think Skyler she could, and like I think a, she could a, really a make a huge difference in Dallas where they are lacking some powerful forwards to Totally. I'm not saying like perfect fit. I'm saying that would maybe like take a team to another level and I think that's what would help there. I don't know if she would be like the one that's gonna be scoring all the time if she went to that team just because they have a lot of people that can shoot, score and things like that. Cool. Let's shift gears. All right. Let's talk about Vegas, our other semifinal team. You know, Liz, you know, came out and was kind of like, for the first time ever in my career, I'm excited to come back next year. And that's great for the league. It's great for Vegas. Yeah. Are they going to be contenders next year? Um. Yes. I think... <clears throat> I think they have enough to be a championship team. It's just if they put it together and maybe if Jackie Young takes like a little bit of a next step. You know, we've never seen nope. we've never seen Jackie really in like, you know, dominate. But Only we like three games at Notre Dame. Yeah, three games and like they were big games. But three like games. <laughs> but it's something that we know that she has inside her to be, you know, the driving force. And that's why she went number one. Yep. But I think like she could be the difference maker because the rest of the team's real, real solid. But like, it's like they're missing one ingredient. I don't know what it is. At times she's been overmatched, like where she's done, tried to do her thing and drove in and, and she gets swatted. And I think that that has made her extremely timid. Um, and so I think like if she can start to get some more confidence in 
you know, those kinds of shots or, or just like her shot, her outside shot, her pull up. No confidence in that. She doesn't really like to take those shots and you can tell that Bill Embiid is not liking it. But I agree with you. If she can take a step forward, that team has so much talent. So much talent. And and I just don't think they know how to play together, right? Yeah. Well, and then will. I think like, that I that'll uh, develop. I don't think they know how to like pull the right levers and things like that. Like, look what they, they abandoned basically everything they did all year. In that semifinal, in the semifinals, had Kelsey Plum playing point. Like they had Jackie Young playing point all year. They had Kelsey Plum like just like playing like she did in college. And that's because, but which is like not a bad thing. But why did you just? Why did you not do this earlier in the year? So you could get like a better feel as a team of this is how we're gonna play. Sure, that's not how they want to play. But because Kelsey Plum was not performing. At, as a shooting guard, they felt as though in order to get her going in some way, shape, or form, you know, they were going to try to give her what she was used to and how she liked to play, which is with the ball in her hands. It's not how Bill Ambeer wants to play with that team because she's not a great distributor. Um, now, he's trying to teach her to be one, but I think it was a great learning experience for them as a team and for her as a point guard. And it wouldn't surprise me to see her running point next year, but... She has a lot to work on as a point guard. You know, it's great that she can make more of her own shots in that situation, but you have a lot of players on that team that need touches. Asia, and one of those players was getting not enough touches each of those playoff games, whether it was Kayla McBride or Asia Wilson or, you know, Liz. Totally. ton of mouths, mouths to feed. Uh, it's and one of those all, things. Need it. It's one of those things you kind of have to take a page out of, like, the Warriors book almost. And look at how they play, and like you gotta learn how to pass the ball right with, with that many players, and, and with that many star players. Like the Warriors were like one of the few teams that's ever had, in my eyes, like that's how loaded Vegas is. Yeah, I mean, we could get into a longer debate about like that comparison, but I think there are more mouths to feed on Vegas than there were at, in Golden State. Totally, but that's but I'm saying so comparable. I think it's, it's so hard. Yes, that's but that's what I'm trying to say. Like it's that hard that you have to like try and like look at somewhere where it worked. Totally. Um, but I do think that they'll be in the conversation next year and relevant next year. I think that'll be a real thing. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm I, I, like I said. I think there's five to six teams All right. that are going to be really impressive next year. So, what did you think about this season overall? Like, how did this season go for you? Thought it was great, great season. Um, I think there is some work to be done in certain areas, just like in the sense of like making sure we have more access to games and players and things like that in that in that way like give us more content in WNBA. Yeah, and I think that they're working on that. And, I think that they're do doing, doing some things that are going to be better. Yes. But like stadium like size is a big problem. Big problem, but like to to your point with the other part though. You're right. They're doing like the the USA basketball women's basketball tour and that's going to help the game and like there's so many things that they could do to they're updating their tech, too. Yeah, updating tech, so, updating the website, updating yeah. their integrations and things like that, which is great. But you got to do it quick and be relentless about it because, like, content is what this 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 day and age, you just need a ton of content. Yeah. 
No, I agree with you. A ton of content. I, I think that they need to deal with the travel issues that they have. Yep. I think they need to set some kind of, you know, figure out some way to get each one of these teams in a big enough home that they can, you know, service a fanhood, a fan base that wants to be at those games. Totally. Um, that seems like a no-brainer. Like, like no one should ever have to be turned away from a WNBA game. Totally. And to me, there needs to be things done. <clears throat> like, the playoffs is a perfect example about what happened with the Spark. Sparks. My bad. Um, they had a play in a... Like a high school gym, a college gym, a local college gym. That's ridiculous. Because the M, because like the Golden Globes were having like a party for the for like the, their stuff right there, so they just couldn't have the game there. You know that that's going to happen every year. Then, you know what I mean? Like, there's a chance that they could be in that game every year. Yep. Why would like figure something out that's better for everybody? Yeah, I know. It's a uh, it's a problem. I mean, the problem is that like, you know, they're they don't want to hold that date for the WNBA that might or might not happen when they can book it for the Golden Globe party and make a lot of money guaranteed. And I get that too. I get it. I do. But, I but do. But they need to figure out something. Yeah, figure so out that something. That doesn't happen. It, put it in a make it a neutral site game. Like if you yeah. have to, make it a neutral site where it's like at least like we know we'll bring in the WNBA fans. Yeah. So they got but some work so to much. do. Yeah, there's so much. They got to, some work to do. Yeah. But, but they're doing it. But it was know? a fun season. It was a really fun season. Like, I thought how it ended was amazing. I thought the playoffs were amazing. I thought they were a ton of fun. A lot of great games. Like, yeah. you know, it, it ended up being the top two teams, like, getting to the finals. Yep. But, like, they deserved it. Like, yeah. these teams played so good all year. And, like... Connecticut just every time somebody doubted them, we're like, we're here. Like, get out of here. Yep. This is yeah, we're doing this. Like, Bye. I I mean honestly, I didn't think they were gonna go to five games. It was awesome. So like, really happy about how everything turned out. You know, you hope that some of these lower teams get with it with the draft this year. So I mean, someone's got to be in last place. Totally. So, totally. It, it's not like a reflection that like they're bad teams even, but someone's got to be in last place. Someone's got to be in those bottom four spots. Totally. It's happen every year. But I thought there were some really exciting storylines this year. I thought the rookie of the year um, battle yeah, was a really was so fun storyline between Nafisa Collier and Arike Ogunbowale. I thought, um, you know, how some of these teams performed that were rebuilding or, you know, had a different look like Seattle and Minnesota and how well they were able to do Chicago sky with, you know, you know, new head coach this year and what they were able to accomplish as a team was, you know, more than what most people thought they were going to be able to, um, you know, like you said about the, you know, the team, lower half teams, I think that, you know, Indiana has some nice potential. They had some nice storylines with Erica Wheeler, you know, winning the all-star MVP. Yeah. Um, so I thought there was a, it was a fun year with a lot of new faces, some next generation stars. Um, Team USA just played in the AmeriCup and won the title in the AmeriCup, um, you know, tournament. And uh, Sylvia Fowles was named MVP of that tournament. But there were some big contributions from young players, next generation players like Diamond to Shields, Jordan Canada, Nafisa Collier, Ogun Boale. Yeah. 
Um, and so I think it's exciting that this was a this felt like a transitional year to me, where yeah. some of like the like old standbys, the 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 dominant players that have been in our league, Diana Taurasi, Sue Bird, Candace Parker to an extent, Maya Moore, these players were gone, and we had a chance to see the emergence of some new stars like John Quell Jones, like you know Emma Meeseman. I mean, you know, coming into the year, Natasha you, Howard. Coming into the year, you were kind of scared though, like of what uh, of with all these stars out what it was going to look like what the league was going to look like and how it was going to feel and it was amazing to see all these new people and they were great and like great personalities and great like you know i thought it was really exciting to see that because like it wasn't just the same old same old you know you had all these like all these fresh faces coming in and like playing awesome yeah no it was great And, and like, you know, it brings up the point of, okay, so 144. That's the number of women in this league. And and that's just not enough. No, no, <laughs> we it's not enough. We need more teams. Totally. Um, and we've talked about that, so we're not going to beat a dead horse, but, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it goes into question to see what's going to happen with the the dream this week. This week. That's right. Their big announcement. Their big Next announcement. Friday. Like, do you think – it's about them moving or selling or something like that or like a trade or I think it's got to be about them moving moving into a new facility because I think they're playing at a smaller arena right now and they want to get back to the bigger Atlanta where the Hawks play I'm expecting Could be that too I'm expecting them to be moving to a new city to be honest um I think that's going to be their big news but I just feel like the way they're setting this press conference up and the way they're announcing this it's not something as small as a trade or like a new player signing, I, I don't think. I think it has to be something bigger than that. Yeah, I mean, it's not like a coach getting fired. I that stuff it, just I, comes I really, out. really hope it's Toronto. I, I really, really hope it's Denver. I mean, I would love that. I mean, I want them out here. That would be great, but but Toronto would be great too. I think Toronto would be great just for the game. Tune in for that announcement. I don't know where. I don't think you can actually tune in. Yeah. But like no, there's a press release. Hold on, press uh, release. All right, let me get to it. We're gonna tell you about that in a second. Uh, it said, "Okay, uh, fill time, fill time." How are you? Good. So, good. <laughs> well, good. actually, something else. Uh, uh, got it. Uh, press conference gonna be uh, the local media is planning to attend. You can go to their social media accounts to watch if you want. Um. It seems like, you know, it seems to be a good announcement, whatever it is. doesn't seem like, you know, it's not like any, f- like, firings or anything like that. Yeah. So. Tune in. Go to Atlanta Boom. Dreams. Atlanta Dreams social medias. Social medias. Next Friday, the 18th. Yeah, Friday. This is coming up one. Yep. At. Oh, shit. <laughs> Time. All day. Just be there all day. All day. Get online. <laughs> watch it all damn day 12 eastern <laughs> 12 eastern time awesome thank you appreciate yeah. you looking that up yeah. um, one other thing i wanted to mention as we were talking about kind of the next generation of stars is i wanted to give a shout out to um college players olivia nelson adota who played yeah. on the america team usa shout and did out, well. baby. she was the only college player to play on that team so good for her mm-hmm. um paige beckers yep who has been named to the Team USA three-on-three team, yep. along with um, pros, 
Jackie Young, Nafisa Collier. And then and there was one other. Who else was on that team? Um, from Oregon? Ruby Ruthie Hebert. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Yeah. Um, and shout out to Paige Beckers, who's not even in college. Not yet. even in college. And gotten into that team. <laughs> Just so. you know. Congrats to her. She's yeah. going to UConn. Um, Seems like a little Meyer Moy right there. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Like just phenomenal talent. Clearly already kind of ready to go play against the pros. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Too bad there's that rule. <laughs> She's going to be amazing at UConn. It's like she might be the first one that. I honestly can see, like, if she didn't end up going to college and went and played overseas, like, she can get paid right away. <laughs> yeah, she's not going to do that. I, I know. I, I don't think she's going to do but, that either. But, but like, the fact that she got named like, to this team, is she's like cool. one of the first ones that I'm like, yo, that girl can go overseas now. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're already getting to play with pros in like a three on three thing. Like, it's awesome. Yeah. So, shout out to her. Yeah. Good you job. You go, girl. Good job. Um, and then also the this this national team for uh, what the November games mostly against the Pac-12. I thought. Yeah. Um, no. There's some interesting names on that squad. There's yeah. like some veterans that probably their last time on the squad, like Sue Bird, Diana Taurasi, Simone Augustus. I mean, I think they'll do this whole tour. Right. I just mean like this, like this, year, this year, like, like this, this Olympic Olympics. cycle. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Might gotcha. be the last time they're on Team totally. USA. Totally. So yeah, you said Sue Bird who? Diana Taurasi and Simone Augustus. Oh, definitely. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> They're so old, but we love you. Love them. Like, way to set this up, because you guys were, like, instrumental to doing this. And they, yeah, exactly. Yeah, this they, is awesome. They've created this new, you know, program for Team USA, to, to for the players on Team USA to stay here instead of going overseas to play in exhibition games against colleges. Girls are getting some To money get finally. paid for it. Yeah. It's going to be great for the college game. It's going to be great for Team USA and the women to not have to go play overseas this year. Um, I think it's awesome. So I, I think it's one of the best things yeah. the W and Team USA has done together and to make sure of it. And Sue Bird and Diana Taurasi specifically were instrumental in making this happen. So shout out to them. You know, the legacy they're leaving the game is amazing. Yeah, better, better than what it started, you know. Like, exactly. Keep trying to just push forward and... I think they're doing it. They're doing it in a good way. I think this is a fun way to push the game. Yeah. Um, the places they're playing have great women's basketball presences. Great. Great. So it's like you're going to have people really excited to see this. So it's nice. Yeah, I think it's awesome. It's really exciting. Um, and, and, and like you said, kind of all these players, I think, have a commitment to leaving the game better than it was when they when they got to the game. And you even heard Elena Deladon after the game four, you know, um, uh, loss to the Sun in the finals, be, kind of being like, I wish we had won in game four, in, in four games, but this is really good for the league. This yeah. is good for the fans. This is going to, you know, make people more excited about it. And the fact that they understand that oh, they're real part, smart. Of, yeah. part of their role here with, with the WNBA where it is, is to make it better and leave it in better pl- better place for the next generation. Totally. And, and they take that, that mission seriously. You could tell. You could tell they take it seriously. You could tell they're really smart and calculated by a lot of their the way they answer questions. It's all about the league. It's all about like trying to get it better for women. Man, female athletes are just so dope. Yeah, they're really smart. They're really, you know, and you know, they just do the right thing. They say the right things. Totally. Like, you know, like they don't get on the mic and say dumb shit. <laughs> like no. they might be fun and out there at times, but like 
they don't say the dumb shit that people don't want to hear and they're like you know they're they're not creating huge controversy controversies and things like that not very often no every once in a while you get a domestic abuse yeah you'll get some stuff behind the scenes but they're not making it like yeah you know out there um, so, can you read off the rest of the roster for yeah, that I got you. For I got team? You. I got you. Who gets to be there? I got you. Uh, Nafisa, Elena Deladon, Skyler, which I love. Skylar welcome Diggins back, girl. Man. Yeah, welcome back. Her and Sue Bird, you know, welcome. Yeah. Good job. Come back. Um, Sylvia Fowles, uh-huh. Chelsea Gray, NECA, uh-huh. uh-huh. Kelsey Plum. Okay, um, good for her. Then, you know... Um, to me. Laisha Clarendon. Yeah, Laisha. She, that's one of the more surprising ones, but good for her. Uh, yeah, I'm excited for her. She, you know, she was such an important part of that Sun team before she got injured. Yeah, she was that, that's the only reason the why I'm surprised because, like, she's on this November roster. It's it must have been she was close to playing and, yeah. doing, and being impactful. Yeah. So it's like, damn. Yeah. But um, and then Asia Wilson. So okay. it's a good team. Yeah, great team. A mixture of young players, you know, veteran players, players somewhere in the middle. It'd be good. Yeah, I mean, I don't expect this to be their Olympic team roster. Final roster for the yeah. Olympics. I this is like their warm up game roster. Yeah. I think the Olympic team's a little bit deeper. <laughs> but in fairness this right. could like, there's no there's no Brittany Griner on that there's team. There's no Stewie. Right. Like there's no Natasha Howard. There's just some people that you can add, you know, John Quell. Oh John Quell's John Bahamas. Quell's not, not Bahamas, right? Yeah. Yeah, I forgot. My bad. I corrected quick. Oh, uh, but don't you wish you could oh, play on wish. Team USA? Wish, um, but uh, like it's just yeah, it's just saying like there's a couple other people that might get on the team instead of some of the younger players. But it's nice to see them on it and performing, and getting some experience. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And you know, I think it's just going to be good for the league, like we were saying. So we salute you. Yeah, Team USA. <laughs> and then it. there's the three on three USA team too that we mentioned as well. Right. So yeah. that'll be good for Jackie. Nafisa, Ruthie Hebert, and Paige. Yeah, um, I think that'll be real fun. Their qualifying's like next week or something like that. Very exciting. Yeah, so they actually have some games coming up. And then, cool. So this is kind of our the conclusion of the first season of Queens of the Court podcast. This is it. This is our first season. We covered the oh WNBA. My God. We're going to be starting season two of Queens of the Court. Um, you know, within the next week or two, and that's going to be all about um, the college game. College. Um, so I thought Wee. we'd drop like a quick preview of what to expect from us going forward. We are diehard women's college basketball fans. Diehard. This is uh, this is really you know our our bread and butter. As much as we love the WNBA, and we do, uh, the college game really kind of uh, we love the rivalries. We it's love. just so intense. It is. The coaches. It, everything's the, great about the college game. And, like, these girls aren't playing for money. And they're playing so fucking hard. So hard. And it's awesome to watch. And, you know, it's really smart coaches and really great things. So, yep. so uh, coming up, you know, on Queens of the Court Season 2, you know, we're going to talk about, you know, certainly, you know, the wooden watch list. And we'll talk about top 25 rankings. And we'll talk about some of the biggest matchups that you're going to see. We'll also continue to spotlight some of the players that we expect to, you know, make an impact in the WNBA and yeah, we'll do some, We're, we're going to continue our NCAA, our our famous segment, famous spotlight queen segment, spotlight queen. <laughs> um, totally, we absolutely are. 
Um, so it's going to be, uh, we're not going to cover every team or every game every week because you really can't in the NCAA. So we're going to give you some highlights and some important matchups and, you know, just the storylines that pop up. We'll talk a little bit about high school recruiting classes that are coming in for some of the bigger name colleges or, you know, the bigger recruiting classes. So it's going to be all kinds of, uh, <laughs> all kinds of fun stuff next season too. So make sure you stay tuned. Keep listening in. We love you. You love us. Yes. Let's just keep it real. <laughs> yes. Um, and uh, I'm going to stop my ramble and let's do Spotlight Queens. Yes. <laughs> Get it, baby. Spotlight Queen time. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. But wait, I'm excited for season two. Oh, my bad. Go ahead. Talk about it. <laughs> season two. Yeah. Like, I, you know, you talk for five new minutes. New intro, <laughs> new music. We're going to have a new intro. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. New music. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be lit. <laughs> it's gonna be lit. lit. It's gonna be fire. <laughs> Facts. But yeah, I mean, Paul already explained everything else about it, so we uh, we're ready for season two though, because it's gonna be great. <laughs> spotlight queen. Spotlight queen. Yeah. So. All right, I got to talk about my spotlight queen. Who you got? My spotlight queen is none other than our finals MVP, Emma Mieseman. Boop, boop, boop. And as we talk about Emma Mieseman, I'd like to first talk about when ESPN gave a shout out to Emma Mieseman's mom in game four and put some woman on the screen that was not Emma Mieseman's mom. It's amazing. It was amazing. They're it like, was, hey, this is Emma Mieseman's mom. <laughs> we want to talk about this, this, and she, and they're talking like she was once, you know, Belgian player of the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's this amazing basketball player. Not that lady, though. Nope. Emma Mieseman tweeted out, like, you know, I'm sure she's a great mother, but she's not mine. <laughs> Um, anyway, they corrected their mistake in Game Five. They showed they showed another woman who they claimed to be Mrs. Mieseman. Who knows? So I think they were right. Who knows if that's really? Who it I was. think they got that one right. Totally. Um, so that was pretty funny. But anyway, back to Emma Mieseman. Emma just was unbelievable in the playoffs. She was the missing piece. We've talked about her already. Um, she, how exciting was it for her to win? finals mvp and to get recognized for the impact that she had on this team she's an absolute beast of yeah. a player she's like so nice and unassuming when you listen to her speak she's yeah. just like I- i'm just i'm just trying to I play just some shoot. basketball i just play like, basketball yeah. i just shoot and it goes in sometimes and yeah i'm people. just happy to be here hi hi <laughs> i'm emma i um, called that shit though i, I knew i knew she was gonna be the difference maker of that game and the series like you called it she she's what that team needed anyway you can follow her on instagram her instagram is like she's just a basketball diehard and it's great it's just like it's her living yas playing basketball all over the place her instagram is her name emma underscore misaman that's what e-m-m-a underscore m-e-e-s-e-m-a-n Yes. Emma Mieseman. Yes. Congratulations on your MVP Congrats. finals. Congrats. Thing we you salute you. And your championship. You rock, yes. girl. Okay. So my spotlight queen is Maryland alumni. One of my favorite teams. Maryland. 
Yeah. Terp? The yeah, Terp? She's the Terp. It's exciting. Who is she? Alyssa Thomas, the other MVP of that series. Quote, unquote, the bully. Alyssa the bully Thomas. Everybody thinks that way, too, which is amazing. Like, people just fear her. Her coach called awesome. her that. Her coach yeah. was like, she's a bully. Yeah, everybody thinks she's a bully. <laughs> she accepts it. She likes it. She plays the role. <laughs> she plays harder than anyone else on the court every yeah. night. 40 yeah. minutes almost every single game. She she took off like two minutes in like the la- the, the one game they got blown out. Torn labrum. <laughs> Shoots 85% in the playoffs dying. with torn labrum. <laughs> Figured out how to shoot like a dope floater that she was just knocking down. Yeah, the she had a great – she had such a good se- series. She was making such hard shots. Triple-double so threat hard. every night. Yeah, she was playing so hard. She did so much for that team. It, it, was, it was great. Well, why are you giving me that look? What's that look for? I, I didn't give you a look. <laughs> I'm totally my, with you on Alyssa Thomas. Breaking my concentration. <laughs> no, Alyssa Thomas, man. She played so hard. Triple-double threat every single night. Yeah. You know, she just, like, she, she makes the right pass. She, like, you know, finds the points for herself. Hard on the boards. Her Instagram's cute. Yeah? It's cute, yeah. She's she cute. Take, I mean, it's a lot of selfies. Girl, girl knows how to, you know, take a selfie. I could say that. You know, she's got good angles. Yeah, she's got good angles. <laughs> but shout out to her. Great year. Can't wait to see more out, out of that team and her. Yeah. I, it was such a fun team. I hope she gets healthy. Yeah, she'll get healthy. She's going to be one of those players. I feel like she's going to be like often nicked up because of how she plays. But I hope like she gets her torn labrums dealt with. Yeah. She would be on like Team USA too if she wasn't like hurt. That's what I mean. Like, there's another one that you add her to play defense. Oh, my God. Totally. Um, so, follow her at A Thomas underscore 25. Real easy. Spell it. A-T-H-O-M-A-S underscore 25. Awesome. We salute you. <laughs> we, we do salute you. Um, so that is the Queens of the Court podcast, final episode of season one. Final. It's probably like, how long are we in? Like five hours? No way. It was only 42 minutes. What? So chill. Wow. We're lit. Lit. Um, thanks for listening in. We hope that you've uh, got some enjoyment, some knowledge, some, some dub, whatever experience yeah, that you sure. got out of us. Um, we'll be back with season two. We love all of you. Keep living that yas. Life. Yas life. <laughs> yas. Yas. And, um, <coughs> and, you know, even though the WNBA season is over, continue to make it rain. Season two is coming up. Make it rain, girl. Make it rain. 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 Make it rain.